Welcome to Leading with Heart, your go-to resource for how to find happiness, peace, and true success amidst the high demands of military life. I'm Christina Madison, your host, coach, and personal cheerleader as we learn to take excellent care of ourselves, lead with heart, and together change the narrative around wellness in the military. In this episode, we're talking about your needs. I'm going to give you some ideas on how to identify the different needs in your life and how these needs being unmet might present as feelings of anger, overwhelm, frustration, bitterness, etc., etc. So if you're looking to better advocate for your own needs or meet your needs yourself, this episode is for you. All right, my friends, welcome back. Super excited for today's episode where we are talking all about your needs. I think oftentimes we associate our needs with, I need to eat food, I need to sleep, I need air, I need water. And yes, these are all legitimate needs, but we are talking in this episode about those deeper needs, about your wellness needs, about your emotional needs, and and about some of the more nuanced needs that you might not think about right away when someone asks you, what do you need? Understanding your needs is a critical aspect of self-awareness. I like to walk my clients through what I call a needs inventory. Basically, in the earlier stages of coaching, when I'm working with a client, We're building self-awareness. We're working on how can we get to know you better. And so basically, when I do a needs inventory, I'm asking them the question, what do you need? And they're shouting back at me, it's not that simple. Not really, but I did feel like it was a perfect time to make a little notebook joke there. It's really important for us to know and understand our needs because Unmet needs can manifest as feelings of sadness, anger, frustration, bitterness, resentment, exhaustion, tension, overwhelm, disconnection, vulnerability, and hopelessness. A lot of things that we don't probably want to experience. But when our needs are being met regularly, we typically feel happy, comfortable, fulfilled, confident, affectionate, grateful, refreshed, and hopeful. So if you're feeling some of the needs that I mentioned in uh, the first scenario, the unmet needs, but you want to get to that second list of, of happy and peaceful and confident, then it's important for you to identify what needs aren't being met and then come up with a plan to meet those needs. So we got to go deeper we got to dig underneath the emotions and feelings that we are experiencing and ask the question, what is my unmet need? So you can approach your needs inventory in a couple of different ways. In this episode, I'm going to teach you three approaches. One, based on the four pillars of wellness that we talked back in episode two about. You can approach it through Maslow's hierarchy of need, which is the typical um, like psychological approach. You can also reverse engineer your needs from the feelings that you're experiencing. 
So let's talk about the first, which is considering your needs based on the four pillars of wellness. We've talked about this in episode two. Go listen to that if you haven't listened to that episode yet. But the four categories that I'm using today are physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. So I want you to ask the question to yourself, how do I feel about how I'm currently taking care of myself in these areas? In regards to physical wellness, am I getting enough sleep? Am I fueling my body with healthy foods? Am I drinking enough water or am I drinking too much caffeine? Am I exercising regularly? How are you doing with meeting your needs in your physical wellness? And then in the mental category, you can ask yourself questions like, do I feel peaceful and calm or do I feel anxious and stressed? Do I feel happy and joyful or do I feel sad and depressed? Do I have a positive outlook on life? Do I feel like I have someone I can talk to and be heard and understood by? These are some examples of questions you can ask to determine how well you're caring for yourself in regards to your mental health and ask like what needs might not be met in this area. Then let's talk about emotional wellness. Can I feel and express my emotions? Do I feel safe and secure? Do I feel connected to others? Do I have meaningful relationships? These are just examples of some questions that you can ask to gauge how you're doing in the emotional well-being department. Finally, spiritual. Do I feel connected to a higher power? Do I feel like I'm making meaning in the world? Do I feel fulfilled? Do I feel like I truly know myself? Again, some example questions that you can use to gauge how you're doing in these four pillars of wellness. So an exercise that you could potentially go through is to list physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual, and then rate yourself on a scale of a 1 to a 10 in these four areas, with 1 being my wellness is really bad in this area and I feel really like I'm not doing a good job taking care of myself in this area and 10 being I am absolutely crushing it in taking care of my needs in this area. So write down those four categories, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual, and then rate yourself on a one to a 10. And if you're not a 10, ask yourself the question, what needs are unmet in this particular area? Is it sleep? Is it, you know, I don't feel comfortable feeling my emotions or I'm really stressed all the time. I don't have a sense of calm or peace. So ask those questions as to why you gave yourself that rating in that particular area and see if you can extract some needs that are unmet to help you raise that number. All right, let's move on to Maslow's hierarchy of needs. So if you took intro to psychology in school, then you probably remember that pyramid that showed the different level of your needs. Now, this is from a pretty long time ago, so there are other psychological approaches, but I feel like this explains your hierarchy of needs pretty well. If you've never seen the pyramid of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, or if you've kind of brain dumped that intro to psychology class, 
You can find an image of this needs pyramid in the show notes. So I want you to imagine a pyramid and looking at the bottom of that pyramid, that first section represents your physiological needs. These refer to your basic physical needs like drinking when you're thirsty or eating when you're hungry. Maslow considered physiological needs to be the most essential of our needs. If you're lacking in more than one need in this department, you're going to try to meet the physiological needs before you meet any other need. So for example, if someone is extremely hungry, you're going to have a hard time focusing on anything else besides getting yourself something to eat. I know this very well as I get pretty hangry if uh, I haven't been fed or my uh, spouse hasn't given me a snack in the in the recent times. So physiological needs are kind of those basic needs. Food, air, water, shelter, clothing, sleep. You get the idea. All right, next up in above the physiological needs is safety. Some examples of safety needs include personal security, employment, having resources, your health, and property. Once your physiological needs are met, so that bottom of the pyramid, the next need that arises is having a safe environment. For adults, this includes physical safety, like your health or not being in a physically abusive relationship, financial safety, knowing that you can pay the bills at the end of the month, occupational safety, like having a secure and dependable job, and also this more subtle one of psychological safety, feeling like you have the ability to express yourself and be vulnerable and be your authentic self and and that feeling safe. So that's that next level above the physiological basic human needs. Next up, we've got love and belonging. This is friendship, intimacy, family, and a sense of connection. We as humans are hardwired. We are biologically programmed for connection and belonging, which you can see going all the way back to the tribal structures of early human beings. So feeling isolated or alone, basically having unmet belonging needs, has negative consequences for our health and well-being. Think about people that you've noticed that feel lonely or isolated. Typically, they fall into some sort of depression. They isolate even further. They start to become hopeless, and that can lead to some pretty severe consequences. So we need to make sure that our needs are being met in the category of love and belonging, whether that's romantic relationships or friendships, family members. We also need to feel that we belong to a social group. So if you are feeling like you are lacking in this area, that you're lacking connections, that you don't feel like you belong, especially if you're in the military and you tend to like move around really frequently and you're having to establish new connections, new friend groups, new communities, be really conscious of this need for love and belonging because I think this is kind of unique to the military where we have to reestablish ourselves and our connections every couple of years after we PCS. So if you're feeling that sense of isolation and loneliness just after a PCS, ask yourself the question, 
how can I meet my needs in the area for love, connection, and belonging? Another thing I want to note here is that as you advance in rank and you get closer to the higher echelons of leadership, guess what? It's going to get harder and harder to meet your needs for belonging and connection in the work center. Because now all of a sudden you can't be everyone's friend, especially if you're a commander or if you're working some sort of staff level job where there's not as many people for you to connect with and find friendship with. So when that starts to happen in your career, I think it's really important for you to seek connections and friendships and relationships outside of your unit. Make some civilian friends, make some community friends, make sure you're reaching out to your friends from past assignments and staying connected. Go visit each other, FaceTime, talk on the phone, because the more you PCS, the older you get, and the higher you get in rank, the easier it becomes to isolate, to withdraw, and to disconnect from other people. And that can leave you feeling anxious, depressed, alone, and hopeless. And that is not what we want. So be really conscious of your needs in the love and belonging and connection category of Maslow's hierarchy. Next up, we have esteem. So esteem is meeting our needs in the departments of respect, self-esteem, status, recognition, This is our desire to feel good about ourselves. According to Maslow, esteem includes two components. The first involves feeling self-confidence and feeling good about oneself. And the second component involves feeling valued by others. That is feeling that our achievements and contributions have been recognized by other people. When people's esteem needs are being met, They feel confident and see that their contributions and achievements are valuable and important. So if you've ever felt like you weren't valued at work or that your accomplishments were going unnoticed, or if you just felt a general feeling of yuckiness surrounding work, it might be because your need for esteem wasn't being met. It's important for us to not just feel good about ourselves, but to also be validated and to feel valued by others. This is a legitimate need. It's not selfish. It's not you jockeying for attention or recognition. It's literally just a human need that we need to feel like we are making a difference and that we are appreciated. All right, the last part. This is the tippy top of the pyramid is self-actualization. This represents the desire to become the most that one can be. Self-actualization refers to feeling fulfilled or fulfilling that we are living up to our potential. A unique feature of self-actualization is that it looks different for everyone. For one person, self-actualization might involve helping others. For another person, it might involve achievements in the artistic or creative field. For another, it might be reaching the top echelons of leadership in the military and feeling like you're affecting and impacting policy change and really making some like big substantial differences. Essentially, self-actualization means finding that we are doing what we believe we are put on this earth and meant to do. A lot of people, I think, 
are trying to meet their needs for self-actualization and esteem. But the problem is, is that they're missing some needs on the lower levels of the pyramid. This is a really important thing to note. You must have your needs met on the lower level of the pyramid before you can truly reap the benefits of activities or efforts that meet a higher need. For example, if you are looking to be recognized at work, you you have an unmet need in the esteem department, but you are also not having your needs met in the department of safety. Maybe you're facing a period of force reduction where your position might be eliminated, or maybe you don't feel psychologically safe in your work environment. You are fearing retribution or punishment if you speak up and you are honest and authentic about what you believe. So this represents a need in the safety department and a need in the esteem department. If you are working towards meeting your need in the esteem department, but you're not actually working toward meeting that need in the safety department, it's not really going to work for you. Your needs at the lower levels have to be met before you can start pursuing and reaping the benefits of those higher level of needs. So if you're not getting enough sleep, you got to meet that need before you can start pursuing needs in the love and belonging and the esteem departments. If you're not like feeding yourself on a regular basis or you're not drinking enough water, you can't be up there looking for self-actualization. You got to meet your needs at the base of the pyramid first. The needs in the lower level need to be met before you can really get into those higher levels on the pyramid. Hopefully that makes sense. It's hard to do without you being able to like see the picture in front of you, but definitely go check out that image in the show notes if you're confused or just Google Maslow's hierarchy of needs and a bunch of pyramids will come up. All right, finally, let's talk about reverse engineering your needs. So if you are feeling unclear on what your needs are or if you've gone through the other two examples the, the four pillars and the Maslow's hierarchy of needs, and you're still feeling confused as to what are my, what, I still don't understand what my needs are, then we can try the process of reverse engineering. So the way that we can do this is by identifying some negative feeling in your life and then asking the question, why? Digging to that next layer underneath of that negative feeling. So if you have this constant sense of anger, if you're walking around and you feel angry all the time and it feels like the anger is just like living in your throat or just under the surface of your skin, I want you to ask the question, why am I feeling angry? And then open yourself up to curiosity of the answer. Rather than judging yourself of, well, I shouldn't feel angry or I'm stupid for feeling angry, Ask yourself the question, what's underneath this anger? Maybe it's because you're not feeling supported. Maybe it's you're feeling like you don't have autonomy. You don't have freedom. Maybe there's an unmet need for stability. And and there's a lot of uncertainty. And that's leading to you feeling angry. 
So if you're feeling angry, ask yourself, what is the need that isn't being met that's leading to this anger? Is it a need for autonomy? Is it a need for stability? Is it a need for appreciation or support? Ask yourself those questions. If I'm feeling angry, what is underneath? What's the unmet need associated with this anger? If you're feeling overwhelmed, if you're constantly just overwhelmed at work, you can't seem to focus, even the smallest tasks feel difficult for you to make progress on, I want you to ask yourself, what's the unmet need here? Is there a need for alone time that you're not getting, some quiet where no one's touching you? That one's for for the moms that are listening right now. Is it a need for fun? Have you been working your tushy off nonstop for the past three months and you're in desperate need for some fun, a chance to disconnect and, and spend some time doing your hobbies or something that you're passionate about? Is it a need for support? Do you need to ask for help? So we've got to ask these questions. What am I feeling? And what is the unmet need associated with it? And this applies to work. This applies to our relationships. This applies to our parenting. This applies to just about anything you can think of. Identify where you feel a negative feeling or where you feel empty or starved in your life. Ask yourself the question, what is the need associated with this feeling? Once you identify the unmet needs in your life, whether you do it through reverse engineering, whether you do it through Maslow's hierarchy of needs, or whether you do it through rating yourself on a 1 to 10 scale in your physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual wellness categories, it doesn't stop there. Start making a plan to meet those needs. Sometimes you need to take action in order to meet those needs, whether that's establishing a healthy habit, whether that's prioritizing your self-care, setting a boundary at work with a coworker, or making a decision that you've been putting off. Sometimes the onus is on you to meet that need for yourself. Sometimes we're missing something from others. This typically shows up in our romantic relationships, our friendships, our relationship with our family members like parents or siblings, or in our relationships at work as well. So then it's coming up with a plan to communicate your need to others and advocate for yourself in a way that doesn't put the other person on the defensive. We will talk about this in a future episode when we cover nonviolent communication. I know this was a lot of information. I highly encourage you to sit down with a notebook or a piece of paper after you listen to this episode and start identifying what are my negative feelings in my life, what are my unmet needs, what am I missing in order to give myself that next higher rating on the 1 to 10 scale. If you're unsure of how to identify those feelings, I've put a couple of resources in the show notes. You can go to cnvc.org and look for their feelings inventory. 
the feelings inventory is going to give you an idea of what feelings you're going to feel if your needs are met and what feelings you might feel if your needs are unmet. From there, you can check out the needs inventory, and that gives you an idea of some different examples of needs that might be lying underneath that negative feeling. So check out those resources in the show notes. I'll make sure to include all the links that I've referenced in today's episode. And I'm excited to work more on this with you guys as we start diving deeper and breaking some of these concepts down. So I challenge you to go do a needs inventory and see what comes up. See what needs in your life aren't being met and then come up with a plan and some action steps on how you can start meeting those needs for yourself or communicating and advocating for those needs to others in your life. Thanks so much for listening and I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening this week. To view the complete show notes and all the resources I mentioned today, visit www.leadingwithheartpodcast.com. Before you go, make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you can receive new episodes right away when I release them every Wednesday. If you're enjoying this podcast, I would love for you to take just a couple of seconds and leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Reviews are one of the major ways that Apple and Spotify rank their podcasts. So even though it only takes you a few seconds, it really does make a difference. And it helps me to reach other amazing leaders like you. Thank you again for joining me, Christina Madison, on this episode of Leading with Heart. I'll see you next time.